Presenting yourselves a living sacrifice, part two. This is Two Blind Crew. Yeah. Two Blind Crew. Two Blind Crew. Daddy, what's wrong with you? Presenting yourselves a living sacrifice, part two by Two Blind Crew. How do you do? I am Jeff. And I know you, I'm Greg. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, it is uh, truly a part two. We're wearing the same stuff we had in the last episode. We're, well, you'll still be sniffling. I'm still wiping my eyes. Woo! Allergy season is a beautiful thing. But uh, we wanted to pick up where we left off, more or less, talking about uh, presenting yourselves as living sacrifice, straight out of Romans chapter 12. We mentioned last time that sacrifice isn't giving up something or being made less that others uh, or God would somehow, you know, be the benefactors. It's literally from the Hebrew word korban, which means to draw near or to lift up. So we present ourselves a living sacrifice that, yes, we share the gospel with our, with our mouth, we make confession, but also we should be living a life that draws people to God. So that's kind of where we left off. And you had some thoughts you wanted to go beyond, Mr. Gregory. Go beyond. Um, well, by the way, uh, I did the little Muppet thing when you did that, that sound, I started looking up, looking up back and forth, like, where's it coming from? <laughs> Just yeah, in case. I, I had to take a test. Uh, I don't know how I got in, in, into the Methodist ministry stuff as a pastor, because I had to take this test one time to, uh, to get my license. It was a psychological exam, Ooh. about 800 questions. So Clearly was, they grade on a bell curve, huh? They had to have. A Liberty uh, Bell. It's cracked. There was a guy sitting there. He really obviously didn't want to be there. He had a reading his newspaper and had these little glasses on the end of his nose. And I got this one question. It says, do you ever hear voices and not know where they're coming from? And I looked at this guy and I said, do I answer that from a blind guy's perspective? I hope that looks... guy's not one of our subscribers because we're going to see our <laughs> subscriber count go down by one now because you brought that uh, up. I'd make him feel good you talking about him. There you go. Um, Speaking of which, that that's a great uh, segue there. Do, do you suppose that a lot of people either, one, give offerings, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about serve in the local church, serve in a local mission field, uh, because, you know, how many of them do you suppose do it because that's the thing to do? Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Go to the soup kitchen, you know, or... Do you suppose that there's a situation that some churches guilt you into to doing this stuff, doing the, the servanthood, and you just have to do it? You've got to, I have to go and stand outside of the soup kitchen. I have to, you know, when you use that word, I, I used to catch myself saying, I have to go to church. You don't have to. You want to, or you don't. Yeah. You know, so the serving thing is kind of like that as well, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's kind of an all of the above. Clearly, there's people that do it because they're at that point in their walk where, yeah, I have to serve. Not because somebody's telling me, but because something inside of me is compelling me. Like, I'm I'm, I'm drawn to it. Again, the, the Corban, I'm, I'm, I'm motivated to. I sincerely want to in and of you know, my own accord. So, yeah, there, there's those people. But then, yeah, I think there are people that, you know, maybe they're new uh, in their walk and they don't they don't know what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to do it so they see other people involved so uh, i guess i better 
do this. It's apparently the thing to do. So there's people that do it out of a uh, some sort of an obligation. Maybe they think that they have, or others, you know, it may be a peer pressure thing and others. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the leadership, whether it's the pastor or an elder or a rabbi or a priest or what, whatever it is in, in your congregation, uh, there may be some of that uh, peer pressure. Some of it's healthy, I think, maybe to take the fear out of, of going to do something out of your comfort zone. You're like, I don't really know about this, but I'll go if they're going. But yeah, I've always said you can't take a Bible and just beat somebody into submission when it comes to uh, your walk in, in faith. But hey, what's that noise? What's uh, it's time for Random Blind Man. Mama used to whoop me with the George Jones album. That's why I sang this way. Woo-hoo. You ain't right, dude. <laughs> I know. I love that song. It's actually a song. I, I'll try to remember the guy's name that wrote it. Oh. But it's pretty funny. But it did it fit what we were talking about because you got beat just... with an album, a George Jones album specifically. <laughs> Uh, well, I probably should have. <laughs> I got beat with whatever was handy at the moment. Yeah, I, I really should be a bush by now. That's the number of times I got hit with a switch. So I don't know. But no, you can't. You just really can't force somebody into a, a thing of faith. It just doesn't work. And you know, and in that text, I think we, you and I, had talked earlier as well. I come from a recovery background, and uh, as a recovery pastor, the the biggest thing. And this, uh, I've always said how closely recovery principles and your um, walk in faith from start to, to end is, they're so closely related. And I think there's a couple episodes there, but the, the biggest key is, is being willing to try, being willing to examine, being willing to open your heart and, uh, and then being willing to serve. And, and then after a while, it becomes, you know, your true nature. It just, it's just wild how that happens. If you find something you really enjoy doing, you'd be amazed. Uh, and it can be your work. It can be whatever you do for fun to play. Uh, anything. You know, when I was a kid, I think I was 18 when I first got saved. And uh, I, maybe it was just because I could see better then. It wasn't great, but I could drive. I could, you know, do most normal things fairly okay uh, during daylight operation only. And I, I, I don't know, I was like into the landscaping thing. I love to cut grass. I was like that kind of weird kid and even like hauled a, a lawnmower around in my back of my Chevy site <laughs> as my, my landscaping business. And I, I will go ahead and make the air quotes there. But yeah, I volunteered at the, at my church. I, I, uh, you know, we'd go out there and not just on, you know, work day, but, you know, we'd go out and cut grass on a whatever schedule and, yeah, did, did, did a fairly decent job, I guess. It probably wasn't wasn't the best that it ever got done, but, you know, I, I love doing it. So, yeah, it could be something like that. It could be singing. I love to sing, but, uh, yes, it's, it's, I don't think anybody loves hearing me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so there, there's desires, God's. God puts in your heart and there's also giftings and they're not always the same. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you on that. As far as music goes, I don't have much going on that. I like it a lot, but man, oh man, it's torturous for people. 
maybe that's why when I was younger, I always played in bars so people could tolerate me. I, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> oh, man. it's it's amazing, you know, the things that lead people to Christ. Oh, wait a minute. Don't all musicians play in bars? No, yeah, not all. I get it. Bars, measures. It's, oh, uh, my, my, holy moly. I failed. Mm. I failed. <laughs> I no, failed you. In bars. <laughs> You're not right. Well, that was funny. I you just it was funny. I don't know. Then, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's really weird sometimes the the things that that you can do. You know, just being kind to somebody is, goes a long way sometimes. That maybe they haven't even had somebody be decent to them. Like the something like just buying somebody's food in the McDonald's line or in a restaurant and saying, you know, just pay for their meal and. You know, if you get that urge, do it. Buy somebody's dinner in a restaurant. Just don't say anything much about it. And Actually, if you see me or Greg in the restaurant, you go right ahead and pay that tax. That's, that's what I was getting at, man. Yeah, we're okay with that. Like, wow, what a blessing. Cool. Oh, man. We should try now, that. You and I should uh, should set a date and time that we're going to be at Outback. Ordering the filet. Wish it was up to pay. We may be there in a while, though. Probably <laughs> would. <laughs> Nobody showed up. This place is empty. How are we getting home? Yeah, we just need a ride getting there. So see, there's another opportunity for you to do ministry. <laughs> Drive the blind guy around. There you go. Well, we do well, enough driving. Friends. We do enough driving. Driving our wives crazy. Driving our friends crazy. Yes, we do. A lot of drive. Hey, speaking of crazy, I'm going to show my nerddom here. Uh, this is a ham radio uh uh, centric joke, but uh, you know, did you hear about the two antennas on the roof? No. And they recently got married, and the ceremony was terrible, but the reception was great. Oh God! Reception? Come on, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about as dumb as that song I just sang. Well, you know, you got so much fun though. You got to spoil. Well, see, being well, I don't know. What are we talking about? Um, getting beat. And oh, are you threatening me now? Huh? You sound like my dad. You threatening me now? Uh, Did you get beat? Oh, boy. I just, you know, <laughs> I hope that we all can, uh, I guess the, the trick is thinking and, and praying and being still once in a while and doing what me and you have a big problem with is just shut up and listen to God tell you, uh, you know, open up some scriptures, open up your heart and... You know, before you know it, you're you're living into some of the sacrificial living stuff, and it it takes time, so you can't really expect it to happen instantly. You know, but I think the the whole thing, like you said, being willing to 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 do it is is takes takes the fear out of it. That's right. You know, again, I seem to be stuck on Exodus chapter twenty five for quite a while here, but that you know that's uh, the first eight verses. Where God's taking up the offering uh, for the tabernacle uh, in the in the wilderness, there is it told it told Moses. He told Moses. <laughs> I was going to say it says, and the, anyway, but he told Moses uh, to take up uh, an offering, a terima, from uh, those who are willing, those of a willing heart. So, you know, I, 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 this might be a dangerous thing. A lot of pastors are, in leadership aren't going to like to hear it. But if you, you're not doing stuff with a willing heart just it's better not to do it you're not fooling yeah. god you're not fooling anybody it, you know and, and if you're not willing to serve and you know it's beyond the, the money and financial thing if you're not willing to 
to, to participate in, in a particular ministry, just don't do it. Don't, it's best for you. It's best for the flow of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and doing things for the camera. Just, just don't do it. And pray yeah. God will lead you to what you are intended to do and what is uh, motivating and exciting to you that you will want to participate. Would you well, that's, that's, that statement? That's exactly, that is true. Cause you know, if, if something's uncomfortable, if, if, you don't want to do it if you're going to be crabby and cranky and, and complaining the entire time like I do. But you, if, you know, normally whenever I feel some discomfort or pain in, in any situation, normally it's a sign that there's something wrong uh, and you just need to sit down and, and evaluate that. So, yeah, if, it, if you don't feel like it, if you don't want to do it, don't. But at least be, you know, keep your keep your heart open for suggestions, so to speak, because you know, pretty soon you'll, the door will open and you'll find uh, exactly what uh, you're purposed for. And I had people, when I was uh, doing a volunteers ministry coordinator at a church, the lady was working in the nursery and just, just like, God, this, you know, I'm doing this, but I hate it. I'm miserable. I don't get to be with my husband. He's doing something else. And I wish we could find something to serve together. And I feel really bad about asking. I'm like, no, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, Be honest about about your feelings. If you're doing something in a local church that's just really ragging you, talk to to the pastor or somebody that's there or a, a coordinator. If you're working in a ministry out in the in the in town, and uh, say, is there what else do you think that I'm I could do? Because I just don't feel like this is this is where I'm supposed to be. And you'd be amazed. I think people would rather hear that than than see you miserable because that's if you're miserable, it's going to be visible in what you do. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And also I want to clarify too, that what we're saying is uh, not encouraging you to not participate and to have an excuse. Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. So I'm not, I'm not participating. No, that's not what we're saying. We're, <laughs> this is the disclaimer part. Yeah, this is a disclaimer. <laughs> well, you know, cause sometimes we're not saying that you can't kind of, if you won't come kind of, you Sometimes, you know, God, God will, you know, stretch you, you know, you know, that stepping outside of the comfort zone may be uncomfortable because something's uncomfortable doesn't mean you're not, not called to do it or, you know, or that you should stay home or that you should not participate. But what we're saying is if you get involved and you're just hating it and there's nothing, you're just, your heart is, you know, as far from that as, as anything then like Greg suggested, don't just quit. Don't just walk away, talk to your pastor, talk to your church leadership or the ministry leadership and say, hey, listen, this is how I feel. Uh, this isn't really seeming to be my thing. What do you think? What do you see as my giftings? This is what I think uh, I'm interested in. Or maybe you might not have any interest in anything. Maybe you're one of those people. And uh, maybe that, that church leader uh, sees something in you that you don't. And yeah, try stuff. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, and you'll, never, you'll, you'll, you'll be surprised. I mean, you're going to have something. God's called all of us to be active members. Having a disability, not an excuse. Having a, you know, whatever, just lit very little training, not an excuse. Get the training. You know, there, there's there's something for everybody. We're all part of the body. And a body that is healthy is a body that is active. Exactly. And it's it, even if you think it's a small thing, I mean, so many times I would just sit and call people on the phone and say, hey, how's it going today? And I was real comfortable with that, especially when I first lost my sight. You know, I didn't feel real comfortable 
uh, trying to uh, wait on tables or, you know, do certain things, uh, it was dangerous. You didn't want me pouring your coffee. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's those things that, that, but just calling somebody on the phone and saying, how are you? You need anything? Can I get something for you? That means more to some people. You wouldn't think it does, but basically dig around and, and seek out opportunities to serve. And uh, it's all about being in community, uh, being one body. So. And speaking of community, if you're not already part of this community, <gasps> we invite you right now to go ahead, click the subscribe button, join us, jump on in, and, and don't just be uh, an observer only. Get involved. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash two blind crew. Put a comment down at the bottom. Get interactive with it. And if you are able, if you've got a Gmail account, go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. Ever mentioned subscribe? I think they should subscribe. Yeah, and share. <laughs> and if you don't have a Gmail account, I don't know, a couple blind guys figured out how to do it. You do it too. Just go ahead and create one, even if you never use it, just so uh, you can subscribe and like, because we like that. When and also, <laughs> let us know what we need. You know, maybe we need to shut up, but maybe. 21 milligrams, to... I'm guessing. Yeah, we need a lot of stuff. Medication. We got emails. Um, as well that you can contact us if, if you'd like to talk about something on a one-to-one -one basis uh, man we'd, we'd love the opportunity i'm greg at twoblindcrew.com i give you a wild guess i'm jeff at twoblindcrew <laughs> yeah um, so com. drop us a note um e flat we'd love to hear from you well that was <laughs> would work the next song will be in e flat and we'll let jeff sing it that's what well, thank you all for tuning in today. We've really appreciated it. This has been fun. All right. God bless you all. See you next time. Bye now.